Welcome to the Cohort Sisters podcast, where we bring to life the stories, struggles, and successes of Black women navigating doctoral degree programs and their lives beyond the degree. I'm your host and the founder of Cohort Sisters, Dr. Ijama Kola. Cohort Sisters is an online global network empowering Black women pursuing doctoral degrees by providing resources, mentorship, and community. For more information, please visit our website at cohortsisters.com. Welcome to the second season of the Cohort Sisters podcast. After a year-long hiatus for all of 2022, it feels really good to start 2023 with an entire season lined up. As you may or may not know, the Cohort Sisters podcast is produced by Cohort Sisters, which is a nonprofit organization that supports Black women and non-binary scholars who are pursuing research-based doctoral degrees. The Cohort Sisters podcast is just one of several programs and initiatives that we execute to help serve our community. And in 2022, we decided to focus our operational energy on our mentorship program, our professional development workshop series, and our writing boot camps. Hence the radio silence with the podcast. We really grew our impact and even launched a brand new community platform for cohort sisters in 2022. So we were definitely busy, but we're really excited to be able to add the podcast back into our programming cadence. We know that the cohort sisters podcast reaches so many people both within and outside of the Cohort Sisters community. And I want to quickly say thank you to everyone who has asked us what happened, who's requested that we bring it back, and who helped donate and support so that we can make Season 2 of the Cohort Sisters podcast happen. Here's what you can expect in Season 2 of the Cohort Sisters podcast. We'll be bringing you 50 new episodes with more than 40 interviews of Black women and non-binary scholars with doctoral degrees. We've got episodes lined up with folks in all sorts of academic disciplines, from educational leadership to biophysics, and even ones that I've never even heard of before, like sports geography. Our guests this season have gone to a variety of doctoral programs, from programs at HBCUs to large state schools to IVs and programs online, and they work in every sector imaginable, academia, government, nonprofits, consulting, tech, and even entrepreneurship. This season, we tried really hard to source guests that represent the full diversity of what it means to be a Black woman or non-binary person getting a PhD, EDD, PsyD, or DRPH. We know that everyone's journey is different, and we hope that you'll find at least one episode this season that you relate to and can draw inspiration from as you pursue your own doctoral journey. So as you wait for season two episodes to go live, which they will every Wednesday, I want to remind you of the powerful stories, advice, and perspectives that were shared in season one. We had guests speak not only about their journeys to and through doctoral studies, but also about the fullness of what it means to be a Black woman pursuing her educational and professional dreams while also doing real life. One of the themes that came up in a few episodes was the importance of pursuing a doctoral degree as a way to build and carry on legacy. For example, in Dr. Veronica Eo's episode, we learned that it's possible to have three children while completing a doctoral degree. And yeah, I applied and then I got pregnant and then I got accepted. (laughs) I cried, to be honest. So I actually got an email first. The big package that they sent you was at home, but I didn't know that at the time. So like I was at work 
And I checked my email and I'm like, wait, what? And I cried because <laughs> I was pregnant. So I cried. I think I was in my first trimester. So I was all tears. And then I was just kind of in shock. And I called, I remember I, I used to have a long commute. So I called my mom and she was like, congratulations. Like, this is so amazing. You know, and a little bit about my mom. She has always planted in my head, like, you need to do better than me. Like, you can do anything. And my mom has always been the person that's been like, whatever you need, I will be there. So like, while I was having a moment of like, wait, who's going to watch my baby? Like, what am I going to do? So don't worry about it. You know, like her calm in that wisdom way that mothers speak, older mothers, because I'm not there yet. Of like, it'll be okay. It'll work out. Like, it'll be great, right? Mental health was another really important through line in many of the episodes we shared in season one, both for yourself as you're pursuing a doctoral degree and in terms of creating safe spaces for others as part of the ongoing work once you're done with your degree. Dr. Bianca Goodrum spoke to the importance of a daily commitment to mental health in her episode. I've always been a big advocate for counselor wellness and self-care. And I think, unfortunately, self-care and wellness have been thrown out like buzzwords just in general for the general public, but particularly with helping professions or those that work in social services like, oh, treat yourself or self-care. You've got to get the mani and petty. But I was really more interested in how do you do this work for longevity or for a duration of time and not get burned out? Or if you are burned out, be able to notice those like signs and symptoms so that you can like course correct or pivot or navigate it in a different way. For me, wellness and self-care is a lifelong journey and a process. I keep telling myself, you know, B, if you want to do this work for a long time, no matter what the work is in my practice, my private practice, I'm going to have to be consistent and committed and really show up for myself. People often don't like to talk about money, but with the student debt crisis and the fact that Black women are far less likely to secure funding for a doctoral degree, it was really welcoming to hear from many of the guests in season one about how they financed their degrees, how they sought out fellowships, and even how they made decisions about when and where to go based on important financial consideration. Here's a quick clip from Dr. Mackenzie Stokes, about how finances impacted the timing of her own doctoral degree. Since I knew I wanted to get a PhD, I started to kind of look into master's programs, right? Because they're also competitive. So I wasn't sure how to get into a program. But then I looked at the tuition and they ranged, right? Some of the tuitions was like 40000 for a one-year program, up to 80000 for a two-year program. And I had already racked up probably around fifty to 60000 in student loans, and I was working almost full-time in undergrad. And so not only was I kind of like burnt out from working full-time and going to school, the idea of then going into a master's program and still having to work full-time and go to school to pay for like living expenses, it just didn't feel like the best option for me. And I will say like the decision to pursue PhD first was grounded in the idea that I knew I wanted a PhD and not just money. And I think that's important difference, right? Like it shouldn't just be, oh, well, to save money on a master's, like go to a PhD program. I wouldn't recommend that. But since I knew that was my ultimate goal and a few mentors told me like, you don't need a master's, but I think a lot of people don't know that. So once my mentors told me like, well, you don't need a master's, you have a competitive application. I think you should try this year. And then I recognized the financial benefits of going into a PhD program directly. It just felt like the best route for me because it would ultimately decrease the amount of loans that I would have at the end. And I felt ready. So that's kind of how I made the decision. 
Mentorship and community are core pillars of the work that Cohort Sisters does, so it was no surprise that many of our guests spoke about either their lack of mentorship and or community during their doctoral journey or the transformative power of identifying community and mentorship in unlikely places. In her episode, Dr. Margaret Brunson describes the importance of community during her academic journey. When people ask me about my time management, I really say it was my community. I mean, I found community very early on in my program. I was living in Durham and commuting to school an hour away. And so there were other students who were also in this area. We found each other very quickly. We started carpooling. We started studying together, writing together. And my time management wasn't great. I was doing a lot. I was running off fumes a lot of days. But because I had community, they held me accountable to taking care of myself, to just slowing down, to resting. So community was my time management strategy. We hope to continue exploring some of these themes during season two as we continue to spotlight the academic, professional, financial, and socio-emotional elements of pursuing a doctoral degree as a Black woman or as a non-binary person. But there's so much more that we're looking forward to hearing and learning about in these upcoming episodes. If there's someone who you think we should interview that has a fresh perspective or interesting story, please do let us know. You can reach us at podcast at cohortsisters.org. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at C-O-H-O-R-T-S-I-S-T-A-S dot org. Or you can chat with us on one of our social media accounts. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Cohort Sisters. As you're listening, don't forget to leave us a review. It helps let more people know about the podcast and its valuable advice, resources, and encouragement. I'm so excited for season two of the Cohort Sisters podcast, and I hope that you are as well. I can't wait for you to hear the stories of struggle and success from people just like you who made it through to the other side and got their doctoral degrees. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode of the Cohort Sisters podcast. If you are a Black woman interested in joining the Cohort Sisters membership community, or you're looking for more information on how to support or partner with Cohort Sisters, please visit our website at www.cohortsisters.com. You can also find us on all social media platforms at Cohort Sisters. Don't forget to subscribe to the Cohort Sisters podcast and leave us a quick review wherever you're listening. Thank you so much for joining us this week, and we'll catch you in next week's episode.